Hey, we're back on the couch, baby. We're back. How you feel? Uh, feeling good, bro. Look, you kind of tired. Not gonna lie, but uh, it is what it is. Got a, got a little six o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, bro. Somewhere, probably not here. You cannot this be is tired true. At six o'clock in the afternoon. Bro. No, you mm-hmm. cannot, my good sir. We'll change that next time. <laughs> oh man, I love how it. are you doing? I'm actually kind of tired too. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I'm hungry, and I got a freaking long drive back down to West J. But it is what it is. Um, hey, welcome, welcome back, back to, to the pod. pod. You know what that means, baby. Play the intro. <laughs> No, for real. Welcome back to the pod, Guest Ninety Nine Podcast, you established two thousand twenty three. I'm your, I'm your one of your co-hosts, Caleb. This is my other co-host, Austin. Welcome back. Happy to be here. Hey, welcome we got back. Uh, we got our friend Cambria. Cambria Jordanson's joining what's us today. Up? Say what's up, Cambria. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm also tired, but it's Slow been a long day. Oh, yeah. Six o'clock, Six man. O'clock. It's that time of day. It's time to take a nap. Days, huh? yeah. yeah. You know what? Just forget this podcast. Let's go take a nap. What if that is the podcast? Take a nap. Nap time. Community nap. Nap 99, bro. <laughs> Did you take naps on the mish? Absolutely not. Did every, she just take naps on the mish? Every day. Oh, wow. I would, at lunch, I would make, like, lunch as fast as I could. I'd eat it for, like, five minutes and take a 20-minute no nap way. on the floor. 20 minutes? On the floor? On the floor. That really? was the best nap, even though the carpet Blanket. made me slightly want to throw Sister's up. Sister's apartments, you know? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> That's almost the one. almost That's every the one. one of my apartments was an elder's apartment at one point. There, I'm pretty sure the most part the Lapeer apartment are fairly entertaining. You said the Lapeer? Yeah, and wasn't a turtle killed in the bathroom? Well, we don't, don't. I can't. I'm pretty sure. We can neither. I'm pretty uh, sure. Nor, nor deny, deny that. that. Okay, story. okay. That's fine. But if That's I had fine. to choose one, I'll confirm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How'd you that? Wait, how'd you buy that story? Uh, night at the mission home. Ooh, who told that? Oh, it was Elder Larson. Oh yeah, he was the yeah. one who did it. Larson, bro. No. Larson did it, bro. Elder Larson. Wait, Kate and Larson told that? Yeah. That guy tells so many other stories that are not <laughs> They're his. not his, bro. He takes credit. Bro, for I love that guy bro. to death, but like he'd be taking credit for other people's stories. Bro. He said, he said you told it. That's why I know you know. He's like um, he's like uh Professor Lockhart on Harry Potter. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oblivion. But um. But yeah, that's not really a story to tell. But we'll let it slide because that story is classic. It's true. Classic, classic story. That's actually remind, remind us, you, you served. You served where? I served. I started in Tiffin, Ohio, for two transfers, and then I was in Strongsville, Ohio, for six months. For six months. Yep, yep. Six months. Six long months. Um, and then I was in. We served together there. We did for two. Up. Was it two transfers or two one transfer? Together. Okay. Yeah. Did you use only them? Yeah. Dude, that must have been trash. Yeah, it was bro. pretty bad. Dude, that sucks. Bro. I don't yeah. know what that made me Who's your comp? Uh, I had Beck and uh, Ken Weingart. Oh, two mm, that's beasts, right. bro. Yeah, bro. Two that's why they just like threw me in there, and I just kind of like sat back, took naps during lunch. Exactly. Didn't really do a whole lot. Oh, Amnesty Night type. Got on, got on the people for like the key indicators being low, and that's about it. Yo. Were you STL at the time? No. Hey, no, I wasn't STL until the very end of my mission. Yeah. There you go. Good old, good old Detroit, man. Oh yeah. Anyway, but I was in Strongsville for six months, and then I was in Saline for two transfers. Saline, Michigan. Who are you with there? You were with the um... Birkin and Stancliffe. Ah, yep. yep yeah. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then Flint for a transfer. Mm. I was kind of in and out of there. Flint. 
Yeah. Who's your companion? Um, I was with Sister Rascon for three three oh, weeks. She needed to leave. And then I got Sister Francis, who's leaving to Brazil in like two and a half weeks. Oh, nice. So I was like, craziest transfer. Yep. And then Lapeer for three transfers. You finished off in Lapeer? Mm-hmm. Lapeer's a good time. Yeah, it was good. Lapeer's a good time. Good place to be. Wait, I want to talk about Flint for a quick second. Yes. Um, how did you like Flint? Flint's very interesting. I loved Flint. Yeah. I like fell in love with the people there. I was only there for like... Honestly, like five weeks because I was like ET'd for three days and then oh, ET'd back. Yeah. And then I was transferred early to Lapeer. Wow. So it was like the craziest time. And then I was, my companion had some mental health issues, so we couldn't like go tracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was dying. I was like, yeah. I can't stand sitting still. But I mm-hmm. also felt really bad. So, but I loved the people. The ward struggles a little bit. Yeah, if it was a good time, mm-hmm. definitely a struggle bus. But yeah, but I met some really cool people there. Um, one of them, Joe, got baptized, and he has been baptized for, like, a year now. Um, and then awesome. he's, he's getting the Melchizedek priesthood on his oh, way to getting down. Fantastic. Super excited. Fantastic. Yep. I'm glad you brought that up because recently, um, some mission friends of ours, the Burdentons, right? Mm-hmm. They went back to um, Adrian. Oh, did they? You know John Garrison? No. So John Garrison was um, Elder Caden Washington's recent convert. He just mm. got endowed last week, which is amazing. Shout out to John. But it kind of made me depressed because I was thinking about the people I baptized. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's on the path right now, bro. No, bro. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. Dang, bro. Not your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not your my fault. fault. Not I did, fault. My job. did my job. If they were prepared when you, when you baptized them, bro, that's, that's the thing. I don't know if they were. Mm-hmm. I got the numbers. <laughs> oh, Jokes. the numbers. President, I'm no kidding. No comment. President, I'm kidding. But, uh, mm. okay, so that's cool. So, so, so mm-hmm. going back to the time we kind of served together a little bit in in Cleveland, Strongsville area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good time, first of all. We all yeah? Time. How long were you guys out? Uh, I'd been out, by the time I got to Cleveland, I'd been out for less than six months. Nice, nice. I got there in my third transfer, and okay. then was there for four after that. How many? Anyway, yeah, like seven? A while. A while. Yeah, you were there for a while. A long time. Yeah. yeah. I think they forgot about me. Are we sure? Pretty positive. President just really. You just, you just he really strong, loved me. You just uh, needed in strong well, That's all. This is true. Yep. It was it was a good time. But okay, so go back. Um, yes. So, if you're comfortable with it, look, I know that you struggled with some some health challenges mm-hmm. while you were down there in Strongsville, right? Which which made it difficult, but. Um, I'd love to, to just hear kind of your experience with that. How did that impact your mission? Mm-hmm. If you'd be willing to, to share what those health challenges were, you know, we'd yeah. love to, to hear a little bit about that. For sure. I, so before my mission, I had health issues and that kind of was a big factor of me trying, I didn't really want to go. And that was another thing of like, oh, I shouldn't go because I yeah. Yeah. am not going to be able to like perform in the way that I would need to. Fair. Um, but when I got on my mission, I was fine for the most part and then I think it started I started getting really tired like abnormally tired like usually missionaries are you know you're on more the, than more than just like your lunch more than just yeah okay yeah um <laughs> okay. so I started feeling like fatigued and drained I would start morning personal study and I would like fall asleep and that's like mm. irregular for me I yeah. can't take naps anywhere so, so I on the floor during lunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. just on the floor during lunch okay. yeah 
I was really blessed to be able to do that on my mission. Um, (laughs) But I, so I I started feeling that way, and then I was with a more difficult companion, or I wouldn't say more difficult, somebody I struggled with for a little bit. Um, But We all all have them. Yeah, we all all have them. We're all, we can all be prideful sometimes. So, anyway, I... (laughs) It, wow. Um, <laughs> wow. No, I'm saying I was prideful. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm not, wow, that's bold. No, that's no, bold no. Claim. I'm not calling her out at all. Damn. I was prideful. Okay. Like, it was very much like, I would say a yeah. big part of it was me. Anyway, going back to the health thing, um, I kind of noticed that I was feeling really tired and like not being, like I would push myself to the extreme mm-hmm. um, and I just wouldn't slow down. Um, and then I moved to Saline, Michigan, and that's when it really like, I... I remember I called my mom one Monday and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I feel so beat down. And she's like, maybe we should check your thyroid. <laughs> yeah. And that runs in my family, like, um, needing to take thyroid prescriptions. So went to the doctor, started taking that and that helped a ton. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was a, it made a really big difference and I didn't have to like really focus on that anymore. So that was probably a a really big struggle because I was kind of, I was like, Heavenly Father, I'm out here doing your work. Yeah. Why would you just leave me to kind of like fend for myself? Like, I feel like I'm doing everything I can and I can't do it. Anyway. So, yeah. so follow-up question real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, right, th- this challenge presented itself, right? You knew it was kind of a risk because you experienced it before. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like it was a trial on your mission? Like, what did you learn from it? How did you grow because of this? experience on your mission that's a really good question and i don't think i've ever thought about that in that particular way um i think part of it was just to trust in god's plan for me Mm -hmm. um i think he also i had to realize like that i had weaknesses and a lot of them and i needed him um and i i think it also taught me how much that i am i'm never gonna give up Mm-hmm. Um, I would talk, one of my companions, Sister Burke, and we'd have these long conversations and I'd be crying because I was so overwhelmed with just not feeling good. Yeah. And she would just say like, you, you're not going to give up and I know you're not going to give up and you're doing the best that you can and God sees you for that and he's proud of you. So I think I just saw how I, I became very proud of myself, like in, not in a prideful way, but like yeah. I was grateful that I yeah I felt accomplished because I was doing my best I was working hard in every way that I could even though I felt tired every day and exhausted out of my mind mm-hmm. that's crazy to me because like serving the Lord for 18 months to two years like it is exhausting it's tired mm-hmm. every single day 6 30 get a little up, burned out go do your workout I mean we worked out every morning every morning really you don't no. look good. you don't you don't get to look this good for nothing like it takes work yeah? Yeah. Okay. Someone zoom on to this guy, bro. That ain't it, dude. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. But it's Look so in true. the description to my Instagram. Check it out. Oh. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Classic peanut. No, exactly, exactly. No, but so, like, it's very exhausting. And But to have that double on your plate as well mm-hmm. is crazy. But I want to go back to what you said about how, at this time, you were talking about, like, man, I haven't followed, like, why are you giving me this trial right now? Like, mm-hmm. I'm out here. I'm sacrificing. I'm, I'm trying to bring souls into Christ. Um, I'm assuming you, you found an answer to that question. Or are you still looking for it? Yes, I feel like I did. Um, actually, this was around the time um, I 
I had read my patriarchal blessing. This was when I was in Strongsville. Mm-hmm. And I was I was feeling so down and so depressed, really. Mm-hmm. I felt like just defeated. And I was reading my patriarchal blessing and I just got the impression, um, stop looking for every reason to leave and start looking for every reason to stay. And that's freaking a t shirt, bro. It just put it on a t shirt real quick. Holy cow. I don't know that Holy Ghost have bars like that. Why? It, he hell. does. But Holy it just cow. made me realize how like ungrateful I was being yeah. and how I was looking for every negative reason. Yeah. Um and I feel like that's like translated to more of my life like Mm -hmm. are you really are you looking for every reason that heavenly father doesn't exist or that the gospel is not true but look start looking for every reason that it is true and that perspective yeah so that was a really big thing i think that was like the big turning moment in my mission and how long were you at when that kind of was the turning point probably like six-ish months okay so. i feel i don't know if this is true but i feel like that six month mark is when people start to figure out i this is what this is what I'm doing here. Like six mm-hmm. months is a long time. Yeah. But you still also have a long time to go. So people yeah. start to figure out, I right, am I here for sure or like am I just here to go into the motions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it looks true. like that six month turnaround worked out for you. Yeah, it really did. Very grateful for it. There you go. And do you feel like it made you a better missionary? Oh yeah. Um, I think it just gave me more of a looking for those so i would every night when i'd pray i'd look for like five unique reasons why i should be on a mission and a lot of times it was something that i should be learning or something that i was benefit yep. like i was going to be able to give others and so it just made me more realize like i'm here for a very unique purpose mm-hmm. um and there's going to be so many experiences that i would have missed out on if i had chosen to leave was that an option you were thinking about going on oh absolutely there was there was a lot of I mean, maybe never seriously, but there was times in my mission where I was like, this is so like awful. Like in my first transfer, I think I I was like, Heavenly Father, like, can I just leave? Can I just go home? And yeah, can I just, I I tried and I went out, but then, you know, it didn't work out. And anyway, but I, I think it was my first zone conference. I went and I was sitting there and I've the spirit again was like, you can leave, like you can leave if you really want to. But the second that you get on that plane, you're going to regret it. And honestly, hands down, so true. I would have regretted yeah. everything. My life would be so different. I mean, you wouldn't be on a podcast right now. This is true. Think about it. I would not be here. Yeah. That's crazy. Because like, like for myself in, in Austin here, like we, we know who you are as in like, we know you, right? We know the name. Mm-hmm. But we don't really know or understand what you went through on your mission. And I feel like that's a lot of people. I mean, not about my mission, about Austin's mission here as well. That's why we love to have a platform like this mm-hmm. where we can talk about um, those struggles that people have on the mission, right? Um, and obviously, you've already talked about struggles that you've had on your mission. What about coming back? Has any of that kind of yeah. been the same? Has it been different? A whole different story? I feel like it's been a whole different story. I thought I knew what growth was like on my mission. Really? Like, it's so intense and you just feel uncomfortable, like, all the time. And then I got home and I felt like it was, like, ten times that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not something that I was expecting at all. What were you expecting coming back? Honestly, okay. So this, I feel like this was very naive on my part. Um, I was in the last two transfers of my mission. 
and I had a newer companion, so I was very like, I need to keep going so she doesn't slow yeah. down. Mm -hmm. Like I have to set the tone for her. And it, so I, I didn't think about home and I prayed and I was like, Heavenly Father, will you just please like make this transition easier for me? Because I'm, I'm working my butt off. Mm -hmm. I'm doing all this. And honestly, like looking back now, I'm like, why did I think that that would work? So I got home and I just felt like I felt really alone. All my relationships felt like strained and just weird. I didn't know how to talk to people. They didn't know how to talk to me. Um, and then my, my health problems came back in full force when, you were home. when I was home. So it was like, it had like subsided a little bit on my mission and I got home and I was like, I felt like I got hit by a bus. Like I just felt awful all the time. Um, still dealing with that, but that's okay. We're figuring it out. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. It was very uncomfortable and I didn't like it. I felt like I was, I f still feel like I'm on this like uphill battle of like, just growth and it's been really good but it was also like I felt a little abandoned I knew God loved me I knew he had a plan for me but I didn't know what that was or what it looked like so that's crazy <laughs> that is crazy to have an experience like that because um, on our episode before this we talked to Sarah Haywood and we talked about like the differences of coming back mm -hmm. and what you experienced what you think you were expected to be. And it sounded like when you first came, when you were coming back, you thought it was going to be like, you know, sunshine and rainbows, you're mm -hmm. going to chill, like go to church. Like, I just shared a mission, right? Everyone's going to love that. Be on yeah. That, I'll be on that high, man. Yeah. Nobody just, cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. I walked into church that Sunday. Not a single soul said hi to me. Wait, what? Yeah. To, uh, at your home ward? Yeah. My home ward. Where are you from? Um, Bluffdale. Just Welcome to a Bluffdale ward. Yeah. Like, no one said anything? Like one person said, oh, hey, welcome back. And it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, welcome back. Yeah. It's, we're so excited that you're home. Like, how was it? It was just, was oh, that, hey. Was that first Sunday your homecoming? No, I mine was like three weeks after. Was that hard? Was that hard for you to, to go to church and not have? Right, because you, you think about it. Like, you, you see people come home. You, you're growing up. You see the missionaries come home. Right. And, and everyone's, everyone's always, yeah. Everyone's always like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you yeah. You're talking it up, right? You're asking them all sorts of questions, especially when you're like investigating or thinking about going on a mission, right? And someone mm -hmm. comes home, and you're like, "How was it?" Like, you have all these questions for them, and then all of a sudden, you're expecting that, and then one person's like, "Yeah, hey, welcome back. Good to see you again." It it felt like because you you're so excited that you did this thing, you feel so accomplished and successful, and then you're like, "Oh, no one really wants to know what I just went through for the past year and a half." It's crazy. They don't. They don't care. They don't yeah. understand. And my friends, so I I didn't decide I was going to go on a mission for a long time. Yeah. And I told most people, like, I'm not going. Then when I got my call, I didn't tell anybody that I was submitting my papers. Mm. And so I left without a lot of people even knowing. So I, I got back and I would see friends and they'd be like, oh, hey. And then they'd be like, oh, I haven't seen you in three years. I'm like, yeah. And no that was mission. it. Yeah. Nobody, I think people don't really understand how to talk to return missionaries because yeah. you go through so much and you're such a different person and then they're kind of like, oh, how's your mission? And that's really all they know it, how to it's say. Hard, it's hard to answer that question. Yeah. How was your mission? It was awful it was awesome. at times. Yeah. It was hard. Like, it was, it was yeah, great. I loved it. Like, yeah. it was exactly what I, did, I can't describe 18 months to two yeah. years in one sentence. Like exactly. you asked me what my mission was, there's a million different responses I could have to that. It depends on what point of my mission you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Like, I, 
I hate that question because it's not a genuine question, mm-hmm. right? When someone genuinely wants to know how your mission was, they're going to sit down and they're going to say, what did you learn from your mission? Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part? What was a hard trial from your mission? Who's someone, who's someone that touched your life yeah. or who, tu- or, or who's someone that you touched? Right? Yeah. They're going to ask a, a personal question with a specific response, right? That's how I know that they care. That's mm-hmm. how I know that they wanted to know how my mission was. When they ask, how was your mission? You're doing it because it's the culture. Yeah. You can say. That's the, it's culture the thing to do. To do when you get home. Oh, how's your mission? Like, so good to see you. Like, mm-hmm. if they mean it, they're going to ask a specific personal question. It's so. true. Yeah, that's just crazy to me that you came home first Sunday back in Taiwan and one person said, Welcome home. Yeah. Like, Culture is a little sad mind, sometimes here. I think it's like red carpet. You coming home? Bishop's on his mm-hmm. knees. <laughs> Bishop's on his knees. Like, What's up, my dog? Stuff like that. And like, I, I, obviously, some people probably had that experience, but then some people have experiences like you as well. Mm-hmm. So, did that, did that like have like a bitter taste in your mouth that people did that? I felt. I think it just made me feel more alone. Like I, yeah. I was very emotional that I left. Um, and I was pretty sad and just, I felt, I just felt so off and I was, I came to church expecting to be like, oh my gosh, we're so excited to see you. Did you grow up in this world as well? Yeah. From like, these people have known me since I've been like six. That's crazy. Yeah. And some of them know me pretty well. So it was, it was a little disappointing. Just rubbed it in a little bit more. It's like you were off at college, right? Your plaque was sitting in the hall for 18 months. Mm Mm-hmm. Where I guarantee you at some point in time, they walked past that plaque and I yeah. go, hey, Canberra's out on a mission. Cool, she's out there in Detroit. Hopefully she's doing well. Yeah. Right? Some of them were guaranteed to be on your email list. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, For sure. That's that's actually disappointing to hear. Yeah. yeah it sad. was, but it's okay. I mean, you can't control we're, it all. We're, we're, we're over it now, right? We're yeah, over we're it, over it. But, but we're, yeah. we're, we're past that, right? It, it, mm-hmm. it is right there. We care. Here on the podcast. Thanks, right, guys. Some questions, but uh, <laughs> we do care. Uh, people do care. Um, but I kind of want to ask, right? So, you, so you experienced like this, this loneliness of mm-hmm. coming home from your mission. How did you, how did you overcome that? Because I feel, I feel like that's super common. I yeah. definitely felt alone at my mission, right? Yeah. I felt alone. I felt like no one really, no one really cared. No one really understood what I just went through, and and for them, it's just normal life, right? A small mm-hmm. thing has just changed, right? Oh. My son's back. My mom's thinking, oh, my son's back, right? <laughs> a small thing. Or, you know, a small, well, that's a big thing. But, like, it's a small change, right? Their life still continues, but now they have a new person in their life. Yeah. Right? Someone's back. For us, return missionaries, their whole life just changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They went from 18 months to two years of doing something consistently every day, a hard challenge, to now all of a sudden a new life, right? And so I felt very alone. So I'd love to hear how you processed that, how you overcame that mm-hmm. loneliness of coming home from your mission. I feel like there's a lot of different things I did and some of it was like very like gospel centered and some of it's just like I, what I needed to do on the other side. Um, I'll start with like the gospel stuff. So I, I would go to the temple weekly. Yep. That was a goal I set. Love it. My plan, you know. Um, <laughs> Time about my plan. I actually never finished that. Really? No. I was like. I'm not surprised. My... <laughs> um, it was like my last day. <laughs> I had one left and I never did it. <laughs> I remember, I remember, look, real quick, we'll get back to it real quick. I was doing my plan. I was loving it. Like, I was, like, really enjoying my plan. I was like, wow, these goals are going to be great. Like, love these goals. Fire. Mm -hmm. Text my brother, like, dude, my plan's amazing. Like, these goals are fire. Like, I'm definitely going to achieve these. He goes, give it two months. (laughs) Uh, Update, Ethan. uh, It wasn't even a month. 
and had oh. to accomplish hardly like any of them, bro. Hey, so the uh, no, it was great though. It was actually exactly what I needed. But that's good. But back yeah. to Temple. Temple every week. So bad. Fantastic. Let's hear about your okay. good. Good experience. Exactly. Temple every week. So I go to the temple every week. Um, and I feel like okay, I don't want to like specifically. Mm, I feel like part of this was I was also dating somebody at the time too. Mm. Um, that like plays a role into all of this. Yeah. Um, I still felt very alone. Yeah. Um, just cause I didn't, I just didn't feel like myself ever. Mm. Like I didn't know who that was. I felt like a shell kind of, yeah. nothing was fun or funny to me anymore. Um, anyway, so I'd go to the temple. I'd read my scriptures every day. I'm not the best studier. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I've never understood how to study very well anyway. But on like the other side of things, I, after I, got out of that relationship, um, I realized that I wasn't having fun <laughs> at all in my life. Like nothing, I didn't do anything for myself. Yeah. I would wait for the weekends to hang out with my boyfriend and I would wait to call him and I wasn't doing anything for myself. I'd go to work. Do you, do you feel like your life kind of like was centered around him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I mean, at the, I think everything happened the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Um, but I think that it kind of hindered my growth a little bit because I wasn't, I was staying inside my comfort zone because with that, I could still be Sister Jorgensen a little yeah. bit mm. and not Cambria Jorgensen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, all respect to him though. He's great. Um, but so that was a little part of it. So after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not having fun. I don't even laugh anymore. And so I... And I also give off a very strong, like, don't mess with me vibe, I think. Like a wall? Yeah. Like, I, people are kind of scared to talk to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if you've experienced that. I feel like on the mission, it was a little different. Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Anyway, doesn't matter. Some people. Yeah. But I, so people wouldn't come up and talk to me. Um, but I started going to the singles ward, like, consistently. And I started going with a friend. And I started to try to open myself up and, like, let people in. And so I... The room? What? Go work the room? You know, I let people come to me <laughs> still. Oh! <laughs> Johnson didn't learn anything. About no. <laughs> but I, so I started going to activities. I went to literally everything. Um, and that really helps me to start enjoying stuff. And I would do random things. And I just started to try to have more fun mm-hmm. and enjoy life. Because I feel like on the mission, like I had fun but I wouldn't say I was the most fun missionary. Like I was pretty like focused mm-hmm. on just the gospel. And I think there's some good sides to that. And I also think there's some very bad sides yeah. because you kind of lose your personality a little it goes, bit. It goes both ways. Yeah. Right. I would definitely say Caleb and I were <laughs> at times on our mission on the more, more, fun more fun side. than maybe we should have been. And, and again, positives and negatives to that. Yeah. There's good thing that came from that. Great mm-hmm. things that came from that. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> fifteen thousand great things if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's all about the one. It's all about the one. <sighs> you know, you know who you are, uh, out in Gilbert. <laughs> this guy. Uh, Get out of here. No, nah, he's you on a mission so- now. He's on a mission. Our editor. He's on. A Anyways, besides point. Um. But uh, what was I saying? Oh no. So yeah, positives and negatives to mm-hmm. to both sides, right? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Okay, continue. Oh, okay. Sorry, we cut you off. No, you're good. I was just trying to remember where I was at. Um, anyway, so I started opening myself up a lot. Yeah. I tried to be just very open. And it was really weird because it was all of a sudden people would come up and talk to me. Yeah. 
and everywhere we went, I would get asked on a asked on a date, mm. and that was super abnormal for me. This is post breakup. Listen up, yeah. post breakup. Okay. <laughs> um, so I would just we'd go to activities, and I'd get asked on dates, and it was I've never been that type of person to get asked on a lot of dates. Yeah, same. So. <laughs> oh, for sure, definitely. Yeah, not. yeah, yeah. Same, same, same. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. So that, I think that helped a lot, just getting outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. So, like, because of that, what, what was the biggest change? Because you started to go to activities. You started to mm-hmm. go and kind of um, be part of the crowd, I guess you could say. Yeah. And because of that, you think that wall came down where people could come and ask, hey, who are you? What's your name? Mm-hmm. What do you like to do? And stuff like that. Yeah. That's cr- Yeah. I think... um. I think that's a good lesson to learn for everyone. Is like, because you come off the mission, and you go to these activities, Singles World, YSA Institute, whatever it is, um, and if I feel like you do have that war up, that kind of war up where you're kind of just like, okay, I kind of have to like spot out who I want to talk to, or I only talk to the person that I came with. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Um, so I don't really know where I'm going with this one, but I'm trying to help you understand. Oh, that, like, open opening yourself up, right? It's it's a hard thing to do. Right, especially when you're on your mission, right? You mm-hmm. spent eighteen months to two years of literally forcing yourself to yeah. be open to every single person you came in contact with, right? And and now all of a sudden you get this opportunity to not. You don't have to open up to everybody. Don't have to it's do the work right? anymore. It's not forced to, right? So you can take that 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 seat back. I don't want to talk to you. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to you yeah. right now. Like, you know, and I, and I feel like that when when people feel that they it almost overtakes them a little bit, right? It's, they, I don't want to say they get addicted to that, but it's just kind of like becomes like a new version of them until they can force themselves to open themselves back up again. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I definitely went through a phase like that. Yeah. Are you still on the uprise? Is it, are you, are you there? I would say it's, it's leveled out slightly. Okay. I think it's still been really hard um, with like health challenges yeah. and, just I would say that's like the biggest thing right now and then work is stressful too but I would say like with adjusting from the mission that part has really like I feel like I would say I'm I I don't even know if I want to say I'm adjusted yeah but remind us how long you've been back I've been back for seven months for seven months mm-hmm. um to our viewers out there let's say people have a similar experience mm-hmm. of Kind of having a tough time adjusting back to real life. What would you say to those people? What advice would you give them? As annoying as this would sound to me, if somebody was telling this to me, be patient. Mm. Um, things just take time. I mean, this is one thing that my mom would say to me. It took you six to eight months to adjust to your mission. Yeah. Let yourself have six to eight months to adjust home from your mission. It's the same thing. You're adjusting back to a different life and just to have fun like let yourself have fun and enjoy life Mm -hmm. um i think that's such a huge thing like laughing and going to things and finding new friends because sometimes i mean you come back and your friends from home are not exactly who you want to hang out with anymore a little different yeah it's just different and you're you're both different people so going out and trying new things having fun just being patient with yourself and knowing that God still has a plan for you and he loves you and he hasn't abandoned you. 
ain't been to that, bro. Yeah, there's, there's not much to else that. to say to that, to be honest. I love that. Uh, I love that that's the advice you gave because clearly it means something to you. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the advice that you're, that you're giving to other people if it didn't help you as well. Right? So it's almost like a, a little mini testimony. Hmm. Right, right there. They're like, hey, I, this works for me. This, this can work for you as well. Right. So I, I really, I really like that. That was, that was kind of cool. That was my thought process. Just, mm-hmm. just sharing that I was like, hey, this is kind of like a, a testimony for her almost of how she, oh for sure. You know how she overcame this and now she's she's hopping on here to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had like a similar thought too, but I kind of snagged onto what you talked about about having fun. Like I feel like a lot of people forget that. The gospel brings happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Fun is happiness. Yeah. If you're doing good stuff. It can be, yeah. It can Exactly. Be. And I think that's what we forget about is just having a good time and having fun, right? Mm-hmm. And making sure we're doing things that bring us joy. Gospel brings us joy 1,000%. Mm-hmm. But we also have to do things that we're interested in. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. As well, right? Yeah. And that's when it comes into... Um, you kind of combine the two, right? You combine your gospel life with what you do in regular life. And that's one so that leads to a question real quick. How do you balance that? Right? Like how do you balance all everything that, that comes along, right? You said work's been stressful, mm-hmm. obviously you're still dealing with those health challenges. Getting asked on right? dates. You're going to YSA ward, right? You're getting asked on dates every night, right? What's like, the secret? We're going crazy, right? So so how do you balance all that and just keep a positive attitude? You know, when you figure that out, let me know. Um, I have no idea. Amen. I, this is something I've been thinking about for months. Cause I feel like I, all the, I went from having like no, oh, from having like nothing to do every night. Yeah. And then now I have too much to do. I just, I like piled on all these activities. Like I go to FHE, I go to Institute, I go to my calling and I'm having technical difficulties here. Um, so I just, I think I, I piled too much on my plate. Yeah. And so I really, I'm trying to figure out that balance thing. I don't have an answer. Do, do the things that matter most. I just listened to a talk like yesterday. Oh, already? Uh, get ready for a conference? Yeah. I, mean, I just listen to one every day. You listen to one every day? Yeah. When I get ready in the morning. Bro, I don't think it's good woman. Thanks. Thanks. Try to start my day. In a not overwhelming way. Dang. A peaceful way. Better than what we're doing. Oh yeah, I like it. I like <laughs> um, first of all, I just want to say thanks for sharing your experience. Of course. Um, I know it's tough. I mean, like you really don't know us too, but um, to come this on here true. and to share your experience on on how coming back off the mission has been for you. It's kind of amazing because on the outside, it looks like we're all having a good time. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're all doing great. Um, I, had no idea. I had no idea that, that no idea. was going on. No yeah. idea. Like, we saw you at a, um, a, couple a couple weeks ago at mm-hmm. the Barrington's thing. I wasn't I no there. Idea. I oh, the one there. before that. Back the one the, before that? Before the one before that. That was back in like May. Way far ago. But yes. I, was, yeah, I wasn't For there. sure. He was still on his was, mission. He was still on the mission. Still being this old, yeah. So... But yeah, so yeah, had no idea. Now, sorry at that YSA dance a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's had right. Had no idea that was going on. Mm-hmm. But to come here and to share experiences like that and to help us understand, help our viewers understand that coming off a mission is tough. It like, is. You think going on a mission is tough? Coming back and adjusting. 
It's equally tough, man. It mm-hmm. may it, you it might look like we're having a good time, but deep down, something's going on. <laughs> and you, it's you true. Feel like, you feel like it's not gonna be that hard. Mm. Oh, like when I came home, I was like, nah, I got this. Like, tell me the like, yeah. for me, something. For me, adjusting to the mission wasn't wasn't all that difficult. I'll be honest, right? Mm-hmm. I'd gone off to college, right? So I was used to being away from family. I was used to living on my own, and it was more so just adjusting to the missionary work itself. Mm-hmm. Right? Adjusting to missionary life as a whole for me personally wasn't that difficult. So I thought the same thing. I was like, cool, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go off to college shortly after that. I'm gonna start getting a job. Yeah, I'm gonna be busy. Yep. It's gonna be fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. No, could not have been more wrong. No, it was tough. It was really tough, and and I think that's that's the whole reason we're here. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's tough. It, it catches you off guard. But to, to have people come on and share their experiences and share what helped them, I wish I had that. I wish I knew that other people felt alone coming mm-hmm. home from their mission because I thought I, I thought I was completely completely alone and feeling <laughs> alone, right? Like yeah. I was like, dang, why am I the only one that feels alone? Like, I mean, I didn't, you know. So, yeah, I just I, I feel like that's that's the main reason we have this podcast and and to have people like Cameron come and join us and and share their their experience with us and open up and. And share it and, and just have the spirit here. Uh, mm-hmm. Have a conversation about about the mission. Yeah, I agree. I think um, this platform it gives us opportunity to talk about stuff that's real. Mm-hmm. You can talk about sure. the fun time on the mission, killing turtles. <laughs> I don't know whatever you were doing. I don't know what you're doing. You don't want to know. Coming home, probably not. In the <clears throat> Whoa, never, never, <laughs> literally not once. Two thirty. <laughs> 259, thank you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Totally Whoa. kidding. Totally yeah, we kidding. can talk about those good times. We can talk about the fun that we had. And did mm-hmm. you have fun on your mission? Yeah. I, definitely. Have, I, I loved my mission. I had so much fun. Did you have fun? I had fun. I had a lot of fun, particularly when I wasn't serving around Caleb. Ouch. That was like what was that supposed to be? That mean? was out of pocket. It was no, it was it was a lot more fun. For my viewers, I just want to say I invented uh zone PDs if I don't put that out there. Hey ma'am. I think you were at that, that first one. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Welcome to the club. Jealous and our producer's jealous as well. Uh, I'm not <laughs> jealous of that. <laughs> it was a good time. But yeah, so that's one thing I've, I've always thought about with mission is like, I've always thought if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, be obedient. 100% be obedient. But don't be a freaking stick up your butt. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. like, don't be that guy. Find that balance. And I think it's the same as coming home. Find the balance of having fun. Mm-hmm. going to church when you're supposed to going to the temple scripture study pray as well I find that balance right yeah um, and it just goes back to like we had no idea that this was an experience that you were going through on the outside mm-hmm. well I was just having a good time doing work Bluffdale whatever it is but deep down <laughs> it's something different yeah and it's something more than meets the eye I can guess yeah so yeah, once again, we just want to thank you for coming on. Before oh, we absolutely. before we end, we don't take too much of your time. Uh, we love to finish on um, on a high note. We love to finish this podcast on something that can leave the viewers on a high note with the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a few ways that we can do so or what we can do. But the special one that we want to do for you is what has been the best lesson you've learned since you've come back? I feel like there's so many, so it's hard to share, but I I made that post uh, just a little bit ago. I actually really struggled sharing it because I I didn't want people to be like, oh, oh poor you, poor yeah. you, because it's like, whatever. Yeah. We all go through stuff. Like, who cares? Not who cares, but like, I didn't want to be pitied. Anyway, but 
I had seen a video um, on my, while I was home, and it said that um, silence has never equaled the absence of God. Like it, his silence doesn't mean that he's not there. Yeah. And I started thinking about that with like the resurrection. There was three days of silence. Um, Doubting Thomas had like eight days of mm. screaming and shouting at God, where are you? Where are you? I don't know if you're really there. Um, and each of those times are, that's actually where faith becomes necessary. Um, all of this that I've had to go through, through the mission and coming home is really just for the benefit of me. And it helps me to really know that Heavenly Father loves me so much that he would rather see me uncomfortable and growing than to see me comfortable. hundred yeah. percent. So I would, I, even though it's been extremely difficult, I'm so grateful for these hard times. I don't ever want to pray for them, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm so grateful that they happened because it's taught me so much about myself and about God. And now I can't remember what your question was, but I think that will, that will do. No, that's okay. Cause I don't remember either. But, um, just want to take a moment to kind of, kind of just adjust what you talked about, um, about how there's so many lessons coming back. Um, coming back off the mission, what you learned on the mission, what you've learned off the mission, um, even what you've learned recently, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I love that these lessons are used in everyday life, right? <clears throat> Those lessons that you learn, they're not just for this one time. So, like the lessons that, you, that you've learned here recently, it's just going to help you towards and become more like your Heavenly Father. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what He wants us to do. Is to follow his son Jesus Christ as best as we can. Is it gonna be tough? Oh yeah. yeah. Is it gonna be hard? Yeah, it's gonna be a rough time. I mean that's what we, we would tell our best kids all the time. Like, you know, you'll get baptized into the church and life's not gonna be perfect. And that's what I thought it was gonna be. Coming off the yeah. mission, I thought life was gonna be perfect. It's gonna be a good time. And it has been great, don't get me wrong, it's been it's been great coming home and um seeing the family and stuff. But it's been tough. Um but that's what that's what we sign up for. That's what the Lord wants us to do. That's why He's given us His Son Jesus Christ, so we can look for Him for an example and to follow Him as best as we can. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, there's not much more to add to that. I mean, I love I love how you just centered that on Jesus Christ. How you brought that all back to Jesus Christ because ultimately that that's what it's all about, right? Is is our Savior Jesus Christ, and you know, and the more we can think about Him, the more we can, you know, point ourselves towards Him the better we can deal with all of these different things, right? Because he's been through all of these different things, right? We haven't. We're going through them for the first time, but he has, right? And no better person to have right by your side than someone that's literally been through it, right? And so just any way that, I think the answer is any way that you can point yourself to Christ, right? That's for always sure. the answer. Christ is always the answer. Mm -hmm. um, but we want to thank you, Cambria, for, for joining us today. Um, taking some time um, out of your day, out of your week to, to come down here and to join us and and, and open up, right? We know it's not mm -hmm. always easy sharing, sharing some of the experiences and, and stories that you've told us tonight, and we appreciate that. Um, so thank you. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's great. Oh, it was a good time. Um, you're most welcome to come back to the podcast, Guest 99. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We got our oh, yes. Facebook up and our Instagram. Um, and that's what this is going to be. We want it to be a platform where... Um, People who have, just people in general, returning missionaries, people who haven't gone on missions, people who are planning to go on missions, you know, just regular members of the church, um, just recent converts. Anyone. Just
just anyone. anyone. Anyone who's looking for just, just help. Exactly. Anyone who's just struggling needs some help, right? It doesn't specifically apply to return missionaries or future missionaries or, mm-hmm. or even members of the church, right? I mean, Christ doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. We don't discriminate. You know, they're, anyone's welcome. Exactly. Amen. Well, before we end, do you want to say one last thing? Any shout outs? Anything like that? Ooh. Drop your Venmo or something. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I could use the money. Uh, <laughs> no, I, thanks for having me. I love talking about my experiences because I think, you know, Satan loves to make us feel alone. Yeah. Um, but we're never alone, ever. Yep. I mean, we have family, we have friends, we've got angels on our side, we have Heavenly Father, we have Jesus Christ. And, Anyway, I'm just grateful for my mission and for coming home. And yeah, I don't think I, I think I said all I needed to say. So thanks. No, well, thank you. We do appreciate it. Um, once again, this has been Guest 99. My name is Caleb. I'm Austin. Don't, for, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, but that's it for us. Everyone, you guys have a good night.